Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you BBC's dramatization of The Hound of the Baskervilles, where the Baker Street sleuth, Sherlock Holmes, probes an ancient curse stalking a noble family on Dartmoor. This will be a two-part series. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. There stood a foul thing. A great black beast it was, shaped like a hound, yet larger than any hound that ever mortal eye has rested upon. Its body glowed with a flickering glare, and the flames of hell burst from its open mouth. Such is the tale of the coming of that demon, which has plagued this family so sorely ever since. Were there any marks on the ground near the body? Yes. Yes, there were. Some little distance off, still fresh and clear. Footprints? Footprints. A man's or a woman's? Mr. Holmes, they were the footprints of a gigantic hound. The Hound of the Baskervilles by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. With Clive Medicine as Sherlock Holmes, Michael Williams as Dr. John Watson, Donald Sindon as Sir Charles Baskerville, and Mark Leake as Sir Henry. Episode 2 Death on the Moor. God only knows what Holmes would say about this. Come on, we can clear this whole thing up here and now. Oh, for heaven's sake, stay close to me. We must be nearly there. There's the light. Yes. Can you see anyone? Not yet. God, what was that? I don't know. Just a sound they have on the moor. <gasps> Watson? What do the local people call it? Uh, Tell me. They say it's the cry of the hound of the Baskervilles. <sighs> Summoning a man of Hugo's blood to his death. Do you want to go back? Do you believe in this hellhound? No, I don't. Neither do I. But, my God. I, I don't think I'm a coward, Watson, but that sound. Could it really be true? It's a legend, that's all it is. Sure. Sure. Okay, come on. Let's get on with this. What the devil? Gotta look out! Are you all right? Sir Henry, 
Yeah, I'm all right. What happened? That rock didn't push itself. Come out and show yourself. We're armed. Perhaps he's gone. Perhaps. God, Watson. I'm as cold as ice. That shock. We ought to go back. Yeah, okay. I want to hear what Barrymore's got to say for himself anyway. Come on, then. What is it? On that rock. Against the moon. Where? He's gone. You saw him? Could you see who it was? No. No, I couldn't. Come on. Let's get you home. I have nothing to say. Who's out there? Who was signaling the house? I'm sorry, sir. It's my business, not yours. You're plotting against me, and it's none of my business? I'm not plotting against you, Sir Henry. Then tell me what the hell's going on! Did you have any part in Sir Charles's death, Barrymore? No, sir, I did not. Did you send Sir Henry a threatening letter? I know nothing about any letter, sir. Did you follow him and Dr. Mortimer in London? In London? No, sir. I give you my word. Your word? And what's that worth, huh? I'm sorry you feel that way, sir. You want to prove your loyalty, man, you start talking, and fast. Okay. You leave my employment straight away, and you go in disgrace. Very well, sir. If I must, I must. Tell him, John. Eliza, no. Tell him what, Mrs. Barrymore? Sir Henry. John has done nothing except for my sake, and because I asked him. Speak out, then. What does this all mean? There's no plot against you, sir. The lights are signaled to someone out on the moor to say that food's ready for him. Food? Who are you giving food to? My brother, sir. Your brother? Selden, the escaped prisoner. Yes, sir. My God. Every second night we signal, sir. And if he signals back, I take out some bread and a bit of meat. But, but the police said he'd gone, got clear away. That's what they think, sir. And the soldiers, too. But he's still out there, and I can't desert him. Mrs. Barrymore, do you know what this man did? She knows, Doctor. Oh, terrible things, dreadful, terrible things. But he's ill, sir. He's sick. He dragged himself here to the hall one night. He was weak and starving, and, and his mind, it's... He's like a child, sir. He's not got the mind of a man, not anymore. He's got mind enough to try to kill us just now. <gasps> oh. he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known what he was doing, sir. I, I, I swear it. Is this possible, Watson? There have always been doubts about his sanity. Oh. And then the prison and living rough out on the moor. Yes. Yes, it's quite possible. Good Lord. It's the truth, sir, as I'm a Christian woman. If there's blame in the matter, it's not with my husband, but with me. It was for my sake he's done all that he has. Is that right, Barrymore? Yes, Sir Henry. Every word of it. Well, I can't blame you for standing by your own wife. You can forget what I said about leaving. Thank you, Sir Henry.
Go to bed, you two. We'll talk more about this in the morning. Thank you, sir. Come on, Eliza. Come on. Well, what in the world do you make of that? So, Holmes, one mystery's come and gone at least. But the fog hasn't lifted. I have a new mystery for you to take its place. The man I saw on the moor tonight was not the convict. He was much too far away, and besides, I felt an absolute conviction that he'd been standing there, silhouetted against the moon for quite some time, watching us. He stood with his arms folded and his head bowed, as if he were brooding over the wilderness. He might have been the very spirit of that terrible place, vast and grim and bleak. After much thought, I have decided to say nothing of this to Sir Henry, at least for the present. Tomorrow, if the weather clears, we are invited on an excursion across the moor. Sir Henry is keenly looking forward to it. I have my reservations. We could be delivering ourselves all unknown to the very doorstep of that solitary watcher. The longer one stays here, the further the moor sinks into one's soul. I have a weight at my heart and a terrible feeling of impending danger. Watson, come in. Give me your opinion on something. How are you feeling this morning? I'm all right. Mrs. Barrymore, tell the doctor what you just told me. Yes, sir. Well, we've made all the arrangements, Doctor. And in a few days, my unhappy brother will be on his way to South America. South America? That's right, sir. And we came to ask Sir Henry and yourself, Doctor. I'm begging you, sir. Don't tell the police what happened last night. Mrs. Barrymore... If they know he's still here, they'll send out the search parties again. They'll shoot him on sight, Doctor. I'm worried about those isolated houses. The staples... He won't go near any houses, sir. He's... He's too scared to, like I told you. He'll never trouble anyone again. I can promise you that, Sir Henry. I, I don't know. What do you say, Watson? He's probably no threat if he's left alone. Will he be looked after in South America? He will, sir. It's all arranged. Well, then. Thanks, Watson. OK, Barrymore, I agree. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Sir Henry. And you, Dr. Watson. A fine way to start out. Compounding a felony. This is very kind of you, Miss Stapleton. Yes, indeed. It's my brother you have to thank, gentlemen. Uh, then thank you, sir. Oh, it's my pleasure. I never tire of showing off the moor. <laughs> Beryl says I'll not be satisfied until everyone loves the place as much as I do. And knows it as well. Ah, now that would take real dedication. You'd have to study it day and night in all its seasons and all its moods. Its moods? You make it sound like it's alive. Your uncle thought it was. Good Lord. Ah, it really is gorgeous this morning. 
It's a different place in the daylight. That's for sure. You've been out on it at night? Uh, just the once. Was that wise? I thought you didn't believe in all that hound business. <laughs> what the devil? Hello? Mortimer. Morning. Whoa, there. Good morning, Miss Stapleton. Gentlemen. Morning. 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 Lovely day for a ride. Join us. I wish I could, but duty calls, I'm afraid. Oh, Sir Henry, Watson, you've not met Yorick, have you? Yorick? Say hello, Yorick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yorick, not carrying your master's walking stick today. How on earth do you know he does that? Oh, I can't claim the credit, I'm afraid. Holmes deduced it from looking at the stick. Oh, I must remember not to leave anything of mine lying around where Mr. Holmes can find it. <laughs> I really should press on. You'll excuse me? Sure. Uh, drop by the hall sometime. Don't wait for an invitation. I shall. Enjoy your ride. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Oh. Where are you off to? Somewhere jolly? The men came at length to a broad space ringed round with great stones, set there in days of old. In the centre lay the unhappy maid, dead of fear and fatigue. Not an arm's length away, still and silent, lay the body of Sir Hugo. Just there. That's what the locals say. So this is the place? Well, it certainly fits the description, doesn't it? There's a real chill to the air. I wouldn't call it a pleasant spot. I think it's an awful place. Why have you brought us here, Jack? I thought Sir Henry should come here. It's part of his family history. Only if you believe the story. I'm glad to have seen it. There you are, Beryl. Sir Henry's inherited the Baskerville courage. You have to admit, Watson, it's a fitting place for a demon or two. The sort of place that would make a man believe even if he didn't want to. Don't you think so, Doctor? I prefer to believe in science, Mr. Stapleton. Perhaps the supernatural's just science we haven't discovered yet. And perhaps it's just a lot of fairy stories and mumbo-jumbo. Perhaps it is. <gasps> Was that...? No, it wasn't. It's a pony! In agony, by the sound of it. I'm afraid you're quite right. Where, where is it? Oh. Where? Do you see? The mire. What's wrong with it? It's caught in the quicksand. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, will it get free? No. They never do. There. It's a bad place. The great Grimpin Mire. Didn't I say so? Many more meals like tonight. My new outfits are going to be too tight. Have they arrived yet? Tomorrow. And then I'll really look the part. Squire of the manor. I want to do this thing right. Fit in. Impress the locals? Never crossed my mind. <laughs> it's going to be a big day tomorrow. The architects are coming up from Plymouth. Ah, you're having some work done? I want the hall to be a real showcase. Modern, you know? I know. It'll be good for the area. I'll use local people for the work. Take on more staff. What are you smiling at? I'm sorry, I was just thinking you're going to fit in extremely well. The brandy, Sir Henry. Oh, right. Uh, just put it down. We'll serve ourselves. Very good, sir. Something the matter, Barrymore? I was wondering if I might have a word, Sir Henry. 
Sure. No. Would you like me to leave? Uh, I believe you'll be interested in this, Doctor. Stay put, Watson. Okay, Barrymore. What is it? Yes, sir. Well, uh, you've been so kind to us, sir. I I'd like to do the best I can in return. I know something, sir, about Sir Charles' death. Do you know how he died? No, Doctor, I don't know that. What then? I know why he waited at the Moor Gate at that hour. It was to meet a woman. A woman? My uncle? Yes, sir. What was this woman's name? I can only tell you her initial, sir. L.L. How do you know all this, Barrymore? Here, Doctor. Watson? It's uh, a fragment from a letter. A postscript, I think, and it's slightly charred. I think the rest must have been burnt. Well, that's right, sir. My wife found that in the grate in Sir Charles' study just a few weeks ago. We hadn't been in there since he passed away. And you didn't tell anyone? Well, the inquest was over long since, sir. We didn't know who to tell. It is definitely a woman's hand. Uh, please, please, as you are a gentleman, burn this letter and be, and be at the gate by 10 o'clock. L, L. It's possible, of course, Holmes, that this letter had nothing whatsoever to do with Sir Charles's death. But I find that hard to believe. Tomorrow I plan to inquire after anyone with those initials. The post office in the village will be an excellent starting point. My thoughts keep returning to the man I saw on the moor. Sir Henry was followed in London and is followed still. A stranger in the district would have caused immediate comment. So I believe that, like the wretched Selden, He's hiding out somewhere in that God-forsaken wilderness. If I could lay my hands on that man, then we might find ourselves at the end of all our difficulties. But to track him down in that great barren landscape without a single clue to his whereabouts is surely impossible. My great fear is this. For how much longer will this mysterious watcher hold off his hand? I'm certain that he is the source of the danger I feel so keenly. With the Barrymore's loyalty now beyond question, the hall at least is safe. But whenever Sir Henry ventures abroad, I and my revolver are never far from his side. Good morning, Dr. Watson. Good morning, Mrs. Barrymore. Ah, breakfast smells as good as ever. Thank you, sir. Sir Henry's late down this morning? Oh, no, sir. Sir Henry's been gone half an hour or more. Gone? Gone where? For a walk, he said, across the moor. My hat and coat. Quickly. Good morning, Beryl. Sir Henry, what are you doing here? Getting to know the neighbours. Is your brother in? No, he's out on the moor. But he'll be back soon. You must leave now. Leave? Am I that repulsive to you, Beryl? No, of course not. Well, then, let me stay. For a while, at least. Show me your house. Listen, please. If you really do care for me, you must leave the moor. Today, now. You're in great danger here. Danger? 
What danger? This is an evil place. How can it be? With such beautiful things in it. Beryl? Sir Henry? No. You mustn't, please. But why? What's the matter? Get away from my sister, sir! <gasps> Good morning, Stapleton. What do you think you're doing? How dare you force yourself on a lady? Oh, now, just a minute. Do you think just because you have a title, you can behave as you please? Leave us, Beryl. Jack! Leave us! Now, explain yourself, sir. No, Stapleton. You explain yourself. By God, if you weren't the lady's brother... Leave, sir! You'll not touch so much as the tips of her fingers. Are you going? You pathetic little fool. What right do you have to keep her from me? A brother's right. Good day to you, Sir Henry. Sir Henry! Watson? Sir Henry. Are you all right? Where the devil have you dropped in from? I followed you. You shouldn't have gone off alone. Alone? Anything but, it seems. You saw all that, did you? Yes, I did. You in the back row, him right up front. The whole damn countryside seems to have turned out to watch me do my wooing. I'm sorry. I realized where you were going, but I couldn't leave you unprotected. You heard what Holmes said. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I can't blame you. Thank you. Did he ever strike you as being crazy, this brother of hers? Oh, I can't say that he did. No, nor me. Until today, at least. Oh, come on, let's walk back together. Did you bring your pistol? Yes. Good. She may have some more relatives about. Uh, yes. Excuse me, Sir Henry. Oh, Watson. Come and have a look at these. Ah, the architects have arrived. Oh, they're out measuring or whatever it is they do. What do you think? Hmm. You're going to raise a few eyebrows. <laughs> well, this place could do with a breath of fresh air. You off to the village? Yes. And you? I'm going to be tied up with this for hours. Don't you worry about me. Excuse me, Sir Henry. What is it, Barrymore? A gentleman to see you, sir. Mr. Stapleton. Are you sure you want me to stay? Extremely sure. Mr. Stapleton, gentlemen. Well, sir? I've come to apologize. Go on. Uh, my rudeness this morning, quite unforgivable. You have to understand, Sir Henry, my sister is everything in my life. We, we've always been together, and the thought of losing her... I'm glad you appreciate her worth, Stapleton. I've always been a lonely man when we had to close the school. It was terrible. If it hadn't been for Beryl, well, I, I suppose I've always known that someday somebody would appear. I just need time to get used to the idea, that's all. Anyway, I'm truly sorry. Well, that's a handsome apology. Give me your hand, Stapleton. Sir Henry. Thank you. Won't you and the doctor be our guests for dinner at Mary Pitt House? Shall we say Friday? It's hardly Baskerville Hall, of course, but we'll do our best. Friday it is. Oh, well, thank you. I know Beryl will be delighted. 
Thank you again. Goodbye. Mortimer, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Going to the village? Yes, posting off another report to Holmes. Climb up. I'm heading that way. Hi. Thank you. Walk on. No Yorick today. He's disappeared. Wandered out onto the moor and never came back. Oh, I'm sorry. But he'll turn up. You know what dogs are. I had a bull pup once who was always wandering off somewhere. <laughs> Used to drive Holmes wild. No, he's gone. This moor can be deadly. Poor little chap wouldn't have stood a chance. That's rotten luck. Thank you. So, Watson, are you any nearer solving the mystery? Found any real clues yet? Yes, yes, I have. Indeed? Am I allowed to know what? I can't really say anything without Holmes' permission, you understand. Of course, quite right. But maybe you could help me with one thing. Anything? You must know just about everyone who lives around here. Is there a woman with the initials LL? LL? Laura Lyons? But she's not really local. She lives in Coombe Tracy. Uh, that's some miles away. Laura Lyons? Hmm. She runs a typewriting business. Started it when her husband deserted her. Her father disowned her when she married without his leave, then refused to take her back afterwards. That's damned harsh. Yes. Poor old Sir Charles tried to plead the girl's case, but it all fell on stony ground, I'm afraid. Got quite heated, actually. Did it now? Well, you've met the man. You've seen what he's like. She's old Franklin's daughter. Please, sit down, Dr Watson. Thank you. How can I help you? It's about the late Sir Charles Baskerville. You knew him, I believe. I owe a great deal to his generosity. But for Sir Charles and a few other kind people, I might well have starved. Did you correspond with him? I wrote to him once or twice to thank him for his kindness. Did you ever write asking him to meet you? Certainly not. Not on the very day of his death? No, no. Why are you asking me this, sir? Why did you come here? In order to avoid a public scandal. A scandal? This is a very delicate matter. Surely it's better that we talk quietly about it here rather than have it pass out of our control. Please cooperate with me, Mrs. Lyons. Very well. Did you write to Sir Charles arranging a meeting on the night he died? No, sir, I did not. I'm truly sorry to press you, Mrs. Lyons, but this is extremely important. Please look at this. Huh. Is there no such thing as a gentleman? You do Sir Charles an injustice. He did burn the letter as you asked. This scrap is all that's left. Well, why should I deny it? I'm not ashamed of what I did. I must ask you for the details. A great deal may hang on your words. Very well. I'll tell you all I can. Full details in next report. Watson. Ah, postmaster. To be sent straight away. Very good, sir. That will be, um, four and six, three, three, three. That'll be one shilling nine pence, please. Mm. Thank you, sir. Is there anything for me from London? Oh, there is, Doctor. Sent this afternoon. Metropolitan Borough of St. Marylebone. Same as all the others. Here. 
Save the romancing for the Strand. Facts. Holmes. Same as all the others. Congratulate me, sir. Mr. Franklin? This is a great day for me, sir. One of the red-letter days of my life. I've forced them to close the wood where the Fernworthy folk used to picnic. Why on earth have you done that? These infernal people swarming everywhere with their papers and their bottles have been shown that the law is the law. Oh, congratulations. Someone has to exert some authority here, sir. Sir Charles was too lax by half, too easily distracted by a pretty face or a hard luck story. And Sir Henry? He'll be weighed in the balance, same as his uncle. And if he's found wanting... Close the wood, sir. Close the wood. Oh, they call me a crank, but I know a thing or two. This convict fellow now, gone away, they say. Poppycock. He's no more gone away than you have. You know where he is? I do, sir. I've seen the messenger who takes him his food. And no doubt you'll be prosecuting this wretched man for aiding a criminal. Man, sir? It's a child. Some peasant urchin. A child? Every day, I see him through my telescope. The same time every day. He goes up to Bellevator. This Seldon's obviously camped out in one of the old stone huts. Ha! It's a clear case of illegal occupancy. Tell me, sir, what's your opinion? Cha! Come out of the hut very slowly. I'm armed. I want to know who you are and why you've been following Sir Henry Baskerville. Do you hear me? Very well. Very well. Well, I'm in no hurry. I can wait. It's a lovely evening, Watson. Holmes. I really think you'll be more comfortable outside than in. There you are. Well, the glassware isn't up to Mrs. Hudson's standard, but it'll serve. Thank you. Hmm. <clears throat> I had no idea you'd found me until I was virtually outside the door. Uh, my footprint. Your tobacconist. What? A cigarette stub marked Bradley's Oxford Street will always tell me that my friend Watson's in the neighbourhood. Here. You see? I found it on the path. You threw it away as you approached the hut. 
You paused, probably to wish your challenge in those admirably commanding tones of yours, and then, receiving no reply, drew your revolver. Cocked my revolver, it was already drawn. Cocked your revolver and stormed the hut. Oh, really, Holmes? You found it empty. You looked around. You decided that the mysterious occupant would sooner or later return, and you sat in ambush. Correct? Yes, uh, correct. It was unforgivably clumsy of me. What was? By letting you see me the night you went after the convict. You, you, you really didn't recognise me. Would I have gone through this whole ridiculous escapade if I had? No, uh, well, no, I suppose not. So, you didn't know who I was, but you were determined to find out. <laughs> yes, excellent. And so you searched all the huts until you came to this one. Well done, Watson. No, your boy was seen bringing you out supplies. I knew exactly where to look. Ah. Well, well done anyway. How long have you been here? I thought you were in Baker Street. That's exactly what I wanted you to think. I thought you trusted me. My dear fellow. Why keep me in the dark? And what about my reports? All wasted. Do you know how much time and trouble went into the... My dear fellow, here are your reports. And very well-thumbed, I assure you. They've been reaching me after only a day's delay. But why the deception? Damn it all, Holmes. I'm not a child. Believe me, Watson, I'm sorry it was necessary. I had to be an unknown factor in this business. Even to me? Especially to you. You'd try to contact me or, or bring me out some comfort or other. I couldn't let you take that risk. Well, I'm glad to see you. Thank you. And since you've come, I assume I was right. There is danger here. It's murder, Watson. Refined, cold-blooded, deliberate murder. Have you left Sir Henry in safe hands? Yes, at Baskerville Hall. I had to go to Coombe Tracy to speak to Laura Lyons. Excellent. I was going to see her tomorrow. You know about her? Well, no details. Uh, what did she tell you? She wrote to Sir Charles asking him to meet her on the day of his death. She needed funds for a divorce, but she didn't keep the appointment. She didn't go. Why not? Because at the last moment, someone else gave her the money. I knew it. This is the key to everything. Oh, well done, Watson. Well, I'll wager she wouldn't say who this someone else was. No, she wouldn't. Said it would place the gentleman in an impossible position. <laughs> gentleman be damned. He's as deep a villain as we've ever encountered. You know who it is? I do. And thanks to you, my case against him's almost complete. The great danger is that he may strike before we're ready for him. <laughs> Sir Henry. Come on, Watson. Careful. The edge. Watson. Down there. Sir Henry. Oh, Holmes, I'll never forgive myself for leaving him. I'm more to blame than you. I shouldn't have waited. I swear to you, Watson, the man responsible is going to pay dearly for this. Oh, no. Stay here. We'll send for help, Holmes. You can't carry him by yourself. <laughs> Holmes, are you mad? A beard? I'm coming down. <laughs> Look, Watson. 
not, Sir Henry. But the clothes. It's seldom. It's my neighbor, the convict. Barrymore. Sir Henry gave him some old clothes to get rid of. So those clothes have been the poor fellow's death. They still carry Sir Henry's scent. His scent? What are you saying? What's that line? Hello? Hello? Watson. Over here. Dr. Watson. Oh, you're the last person I expect. Mr. Holmes. Good evening, sir. I fear you have me at a disadvantage. I'm Stapleton of, of Mary P... Dear me. What's this? Sir Henry? Who's this? Ed Selden, the man who escaped from the prison. What happened to him? Did you see? No. We just found him here. He must have missed his footing in the dark. His neck is broken. So, that's the notorious murderer. Well... Now we can all sleep soundly again. <laughs> he must have slipped in the darkness and fallen. I'm truly sorry to have been the bearer of such bad news, Mrs. Barrymore. We appreciate your feelings, Mr. Holmes. Thank you. Drink this, Mrs. Barrymore. It'll help you sleep. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Take your wife up, Barrymore. We'll serve ourselves tonight. Thank you, sir. Come on, Eliza. Uh, thank you, Sir Henry. Gentlemen. I knew something dreadful was going to happen. I knew it. That moor is evil. Evil! God knows, Mr. Holmes, I'm glad to see you. But no luggage at all? No, no, no. Was it lost on the journey or what? Mm, something like yes, that. It's not important. Now, Sir Henry, I need your help. What can I do? You can swear to me that you'll carry out any instructions I give you blindly and to the letter without asking the reason. You have my word. Thank you. If you do, the... <clears throat> Holmes? Whatever's the matter? Uh, Watson insists that I know nothing about art. What? That is a... Yes, that's a fine series of family portraits. Well, as far as I'm concerned, all they're good for is putting me off my food. Mm, that's a uh, Anella. I'd swear to it. Yes, Anella. Who, who's the subject? Uh, Rear Admiral Baskerville. Ah. Mr. Holmes, this is hardly relevant. Yeah, and, and Reynolds. No, 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 two, two. Who's this gentleman, the Cavalier? Well, he's the cause of all the trouble. Sir Hugo, the first victim of the family curse. So, that's the notorious Hugo. <laughs> Fascinating. Holmes, what are you up to? I'm sorry to keep you up so late, Doctor, but this had to wait until Sir Henry had retired. Where are we going? The dining room. Here. This again? Haven't you stared at this wretched painting enough for one evening? Patience, Doctor. Family history is the key to this whole case, though we have to look rather more recently than the 17th century. You remember what Sir Henry told us? Hmm? There were three brothers. Mm, his father, Sir Charles, and Roger. Mm, I made a few inquiries. The first two were well documented. Information on the third well, it was rather harder to come by. Sir Henry told me he lived quietly and died unmarried. Hmm, that's what he believes, the official family line. The truth is rather more 
colourful. Roger Baskerville fell foul of the law. When the family refused to protect him, he had to leave the country. He ended up in South America. Mm, the proverbial black sheep. Oh, yes. Extremely black and extremely secretive. I discovered that the records had been tampered with. There was a marriage and a son. A son? So if anything happens to Sir Henry... The son inherits the entire fortune. He's been steadily working his way to exactly that. So he's our man, this son? Oh, she's an interesting character. A double throwback to Sir Hugo here. Not only the personality, but the looks too. Just take the candle. Hold it up. <clears throat> now, if I mask off the beard and these rather extravagant curls, anyone you know? Oh, my God. Good morning. Mr. Holmes, you look like a general planning a battle. That is the exact situation. Watson was asking for orders. And so do I. Very good. I understand that you're dining with the Stapletons tonight. Well, I, I hope you'll come, too. I'm sure they'd be delighted to see you. I'm afraid that's impossible. Watson and I must go back to London. To London? Now? Yes. I, I hoped you were going to see me through this business. I, I have a good mind to come with you. Why should I stay here, alone? Because I tell you to do so. Very well. You must do exactly as I say. You'll drive to Merripit House tonight, then you'll send Perkins and the trap back here. Tell him to explain to Barrymore that you plan to walk back to Baskerville Hall at the end of the evening. Across the moor? On foot? Yes. But damn it, that's the very thing you've always warned me never to do. This one time, you will do it. He was very hurt. He thinks we're deserting him. Can't be helped. You're putting him in great danger tonight. Yes, I know. There must be some other way. We've got a good enough case. Why don't we just go and arrest the villain? Watson, you're the eternal man of action. But stop and think for a moment. We have no actual evidence whatsoever. But sure. Neither would stand for a second in a British courtroom. Neither Sir Charles nor Selden bore any marks of violence. What about the anonymous letter? Ah, yes, the anonymous letter. Do you recall my smelling the paper? Yes, of course I do. And you discovered something, too, but naturally you wouldn't say what. White jessamine. It's a woman's perfume. I'm perfectly well aware of what it is. Of course you are. Foolish of me. <laughs> well, there was the faintest trace still lingering on the paper. The sender was a woman. Oh, I believe this is our stop. Coombe Tracy. Holmes. A woman sent that threat. As you value your life or your reason, keep away from the moor. That wasn't a threat, Watson. It was a warning, and it came from the murderer's wife. His wife? He has a wife? He has no wife. There is no doubt. Prove it. Prove it to me, and if you can... I've come prepared to do so. Here are documents, written descriptions, and this photograph. It's endorsed Mr. and Mrs. Vandeleur. But the gentleman is quite recognisable. He used me. I'm afraid he did. He promised me marriage. He said he... Ask me anything you like, gentlemen. I'll conceal nothing. The letter you sent to Sir Charles asking him to meet you in the grounds of Baskerville Hall. He dictated it. And then after you'd sent the letter, he gave you the money. He said that for another man to pay for my divorce would hurt his self-respect. <laughs> his self-respect. His one aim was to lure Sir Charles to the edge of the moor after dark. 
That was the sole reason for his interest in you. He told me the money was all he had in the world, but it didn't matter. He'd sacrifice anything to remove the obstacles to our happiness. Uh, the gentleman's an expert at removing obstacles. You're an extremely lucky woman, Mrs. Lyons. Lucky, Mr. Holmes? Yes. You're the one person who knew the truth. You had him in your power, and he knew it. And yet, he was still alive. It's ten o'clock. It can't be very long now. Holmes, the fog, Watson, what? The wind's changed. The fog's drifting from the Grimpen Mire straight towards us. It's the one thing on earth that could upset my plans. I, what was that? A light went out. The kitchen, I think. If he isn't out in five minutes, the path will be covered. Where, where is he? Where is he? Well, good night, Stapleton. Thanks again. You're being too kind. Neither of us had quite the evening we were expecting, I'm afraid. I've been looking forward to some exciting stories from Dr. Watson. Oh, he was sorry he had to rush away. And I dare say you found it horribly dull with just me for company. Oh, I, I hope I didn't make it that obvious. No, of course not. Uh, Beryl was so upset that she couldn't join us. Well, she's sensible to stay in bed if it's a bad chill. Uh, get Mortimer to look at her in the morning. He's a good man. I'll do that. And don't forget... Dinner at the hall as soon as she's up to it. You're very generous. Hey, it's uh, getting misty. Please be careful on the way back. Oh, don't worry. I'll be fine. Good night. Good night. Enjoy the walk. There he is. Thank God. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Now get down, Watson. He mustn't see us. And have your revolver ready. were on fire. What manner of creature? Watson, if we can wound it, we can kill it. Ah! Come on! Where is it? Ah! This way! Still alive. Oh, thank God. Mm. Uh, just drink this. Mm. Holmes? Uh, Watson? Easy, Sir Henry. Uh, what happened? Oh, dear God! Where is it? Where did it go? Don't, don't be alarmed. Look. 
My god. What in heaven's name is it? It's dead, whatever it is. We've laid the family ghost once and forever. You saved my life. Having first endangered it, I owe you a deep apology. I was prepared for a hound. But this... Phosphorus. It's painted with phosphorus. So, the ghost is no ghost after all. What does it all mean? It means that we must move swiftly. There's one more creature that must be brought to heal. Mr. Holmes, who? Who's behind this? Stapleton! 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 Sir Henry! Wait, wait, wait. There. Is he safe? Has he escaped? He can't escape us, madam. Not my husband, Sir Henry. Beryl! Oh, thank heaven. The hound is dead. Oh. Holmes, where's that brandy? Oh, uh, here. Drink this. What did he do to you? A whip and a club, too. Henry. It's all right. I know. I told him I was going to warn you. Tell you everything. Don't, don't try to speak. Tell me where he's gone. Mr. Holmes. I've lied for him. Cheated. You know him. You know his mind. Where has he gone? What? Holmes, for pity's sake. Tell me. The mine. The old tin mine. In the heart of the Grimpen Mire, where he kept the hound. Come, Watson. No, it's deadly in this fog. Watson. Holmes. This is a filthy place. Uh, shine the lantern to your left. Where? Oh, God. Mortimer's spaniel. Stapleton must have kept the hand practically starved. Uh, this way. Holmes? Quick, Sam. Give me your hand. No! No! Stay back! Stay back, I say! I, I Give me your hand! There! Now! Thank you. You're welcome. This place is deadly. We must go back. A man under my protection nearly died tonight. Do you want Sir Henry to live the rest of his life in fear? Hmm? Give me the lantern. I'll leave. For heaven's sake, watch your footing. What? What is it? Uh, wait for the moment. Uh, Stapleton. And he hasn't seen us. Stapleton! You fool, Holmes! Go back! You can't escape me, Stapleton! I know everything! Give yourself up! You're helpless here! This is my world! Goodbye, Mr. Sherlock Holmes! I've lost him. There's not a break in the clouds coming. And we'll have him. Come on, come on. Ah! What the devil? He's in the mire. Give me the lantern. I may be able to find a safe path. Holmes? Ah! 
For God's sake, give me the lantern. Holmes! Come on. Let's get back. Sir Henry's life. Oh, but you risked your own trying to bring him to justice. And yours. You saved mine. I never would have reached him. I'd have been in that quicksand the minute I stepped off the path. Holmes. <coughs> yes? What made you realise there was a real dog involved? The missing boots. Why return one and take another? Hmm? What made the second one different from the first. It had been worn. Mm. And therefore carried Sir Henry's scent. The conclusion uh, was obvious. Mm. And what finally put you onto Stapleton? He made a mistake. He told you something true amid all the lies. The school in the north? Yes. Yes, I thought so. The way he talked about it, I don't know. There was something in his voice. Yes, it wasn't an epidemic closed it down. It was, um, well... Let's just say the circumstances were atrocious. Oh, God. I discovered that the owner had disappeared with his wife. The names were different, but the descriptions matched exactly. And shortly afterwards, the Stapletons arrived on the moor. I suppose he thought she'd be more useful if everyone believed she was his sister. She was part of the plot. But not willingly. Oh, no. Oh, but in terror of her husband. Well, you saw what he did to her. I doubt if I'll ever forget it. She'll be all right. Oh, yes, yes. She's strong. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the first time she stood up to him. She drew the line at luring Sir Charles, so Laura Lyons had to enter the picture. That mire was an obscene place. Mm. The stench of decay and death everywhere. Stapleton loved it. He said the rarest and most beautiful butterflies came from there. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, I have a box tonight at Covent Garden. Nezugunu. Hmm? I don't think I know it. Meyerbeer. Improbable adventure and high romance. Sounds just my cup of tea. <laughs> Good old Watson. Can you be ready in half an hour? Mm, certainly. Then we can stop off for a little dinner on the way. Excellent. Come on, then, my friend. Let's turn our minds to more pleasant matters.
In episode two of The Hound of the Baskervilles by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes was played by Clive Medicine and Dr. Watson by Michael Williams. Sir Charles Baskerville, Donald Sindon. Sir Henry Baskerville, Mark Leake. Stapleton, Ian Masters. Beryl, Rachel Atkins. Barrymore, Don McCorkindale. Mrs. Barrymore, Jenny Lee. Mrs. Lyons, Carolyn Jones. Franklin, John Woodnut. Dr. Mortimer, Roger May. The Postmaster, Brian Parr. The violinist was Ian Humphreys. The music was arranged by Michael Haslam, who also played the piano. The Hound of the Baskervilles was dramatised for radio by Bert Cools and directed by Enid Williams. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs>